Wait, well, guess what, guys? We got today with us some special guests. Of course, you know, we got John Forsting with us. How you doing, man? Yeah, doing good. How you doing, Duke? Doing good, doing good, man. Good and then, of course, we, we got a special guest with us, Seven Hills Worship, uh, which I'm extremely excited about having on. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing yeah, well. What's okay. up? Yeah, man, this is too cool, man. Uh, just so you guys know, I taught John everything he knows. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. It's not true. It's not true at all. It's not true. That, not true. I'll, I'll say I'm still learning, man. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. But I tell you what, though, that guy can chug some coffee, man. I'm, I, every time I see him, I'm like, that is a cold fact, Matt. Man, he's a. He's a real thing, man. Real thing. All right, listen, let's get into this uh, because I got a couple of things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, first of all, the, with the, the Seven Hills Worship, what does the band name mean? What does the group name mean? Oh, God. So, <laughs> Look at you. So, all right, let me let me introduce these people first. And then we'll hop yeah, on. go ahead, go ahead. And so here to my right, we got Mr. Patrick Shorts. Duke, Duke can play. Duke can arrange. Oh Lynchburg is known as the city of seven hills. And it's kind of a parallel to like Paul's journey in Rome, which was the city of seven hills as well. And, it, and Paul taught us that the church isn't the brick and the mortar. The church is the people. And so in seven hills worship, it's like, let's give worship back to the people. Let's take these songs and these songs and let's give them back to the people so they can worship God in their car, on the, you know, when they're listening to Spotify, wherever they go. So it once again encompasses, hey, we are the church. Let's go do the mission. Yeah. Right. Right. Man, that that's phenomenal. Uh, you guys, how long have you guys been a group? Uh, almost a year. So we are actually, so Seven Hills is also kind of um, here on campus. Is a, yeah, it's a conglomerate of all of the worship uh, teams that's here on campus. So um, we have the uh, Liberty Worship Collective. Um, we have LU Praise, which is the gospel choir here. Um, that's housed in the School of Music. That you have Vessel, um, E41, Shine, all of these different groups that um, sit right here on campus. This is actually our opportunity, man, to all come together and um, honestly just also reflect the student body here too. You know, we all come yeah. so many different cultures and um, man, just perspectives, walks of life, and then we get to do something that's special together with um, leading out these songs that. You know, we've we've written, uh, we've arranged, um, so it's 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 an awesome thing. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. To be totally honest with you, is to be able to from the start from the finish. Because I don't know if he told you guys like, hey, once you meet this guy, you're kind of stuck with him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I told you about that. Yeah. Because the reality is that we've got to build this this warrior. And that's why I feel like, you know, Liberty University is like a warship that's just carrying all these amazing soldiers that are about to go into to battle for the future. Yeah. Uh, but that's also because I watch way too many war movies. Uh, <laughs> but, 
But what does I want to ask you guys this, and I want to ask John uh, this too. This is for all of you guys because I see John constantly around music. He's dedicated his life to uh, to to liberty, of course, and what you guys are doing. The what the, when you get down to it, where does worship sit in priority? Like you have your Bible readers, you have your people who pray. You know, what I mean, and I know it's all important, but but for some reason, it seems like sometimes worship gets put in that category. Well, I'll get to that when I can, or I'll do that on church uh, on Sundays. What's the power of worship to you and your perspective on worship, like throughout the week, your day to day life? You know what I mean? Like you think about it, when you, you pray every day, pray over your food, read your Bible every day. But for some reason, worship doesn't get that same kind of uh, promotion, I guess. But can you speak to that a little bit about what worship is and, and its priority? Hello, everybody. My name is Portia Bryan, and I am an author. I am your uh, your life coach, Destiny Fulfillment. I do a whole lot of things to empower the soul of man, the mind, the will, and emotions. What I need to do to support the whole soul of a person, that's who I was sent here on earth to be. And so I am, I'm excited to be able to take that further in my newest authorship, What Would Jesus Do? What Would Jesus Do? features nine different chapters. The chapters explore the nine fruit of the Spirit. And Jesus is featured because, taking it from the Gospels, I give a first-person narrative on how Jesus was able to accomplish love, how Jesus did joy, how Jesus did patience, how Jesus did peace in the midst of people who are difficult. Sometimes we will come in contact with people who are a little bit difficult, and they test us and then we we fall into these um, these things in our culture that says okay well try Jesus not me but Jesus will help you through through this book Jesus will coach you through what how you can accomplish love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control even in the midst of dealing with imperfect people so I would love for you to take a moment to to check out Amazon what would Jesus do by Portia Bryant as well as my website, PortiaBryant.com. I am a coach, and, and I help people to um, go to their next level by relating differently with emotions. That's my favorite part about going back to the book. The book helps you to do life the best way, even in the face of emotions. So even, just, just a, a, a quick testimony, I, too, struggled with the emotion of anger. I too struggled with anxiety and I didn't know what I was doing wrong because I've been saved my whole life. But eventually life kind of caught up with me and there was a couple of disappointments and what I feel as though it was setbacks along the way and I felt like God kind of left me hanging. And so being that I'm a, I'm a faithful believer, a dedicated um, worker in, in, the, in the ministry, I felt like I I didn't deserve it. So I was in a place where I, I, I just needed God to deliver me from me because I fell into depression. In the midst of ministry, I was depressed. And sometimes there are people who have a, a smile on their face, face but inside they are, they are crumbling, and that was me. But I had to learn how to relate differently with my emotions and learn how to submit to God and not the emotion telling me what to do and how to think and how to act but I had to put that on the altar 
I didn't realize that my emotions had become my gods. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Or I always judge people in the Bible like, how are they um, creating golden calves and, and worshiping idols? That's, that's ridiculous. But I realized that we can turn anything into an idol that we put before God. So I had to learn how to relate differently with my emotions, learn how to uh, allow them to come under the subjection of the Holy Spirit in my life and put God first and not the emotion. And so that helped me to relate better with that. Navigating back to the book, the book helps you to, to be able to know what to do when, how to do it, and then hold you accountable by, accountable by asking you the question, how, were you, how did that work for you? How, how were you able to carry out the assignment that Christ just gave you on how to practice gentleness? How were you able to carry out that assignment on how Christ just gave you about how to carry out uh, love? And so I want you to be able to experience that um, experience that whole process by tapping into what would Jesus do. Oh, I'll, I'll hop on this one. All right. So you know, you know me, Duke. You know that I'm gonna I'm gonna have a take on this. And so I would say, in in the Christian life, worship is a lifestyle. So yes, you pray, you read your Bible. If you're not worshiping when you're praying. If you're not worshiping when you read your Bible, if you're not worshiping when you're driving in the car, worship is responding to the truth of who God is. Yeah. And so in every little facet of our life, it's like we can see the heart of God. We can be his hands and feet. And so worship, in my opinion, extends Pat way past the song and the lyric. Worship extends into the heart of why are we doing this? You know, how are we making an impact? Are we doing this for the right reasons? And then worship in the musical sense is, an overflow of all of the other things in our life. So it's like, okay, so now I actually get to put some lyrics and some words and some melodies to what my life's actions are. And right. so when it comes to worship music, that's just a response of, okay, God, I love you. I'm going to proclaim your truth. But inside of our heart, worship should encompass everything that we do from the time we wake up till the time we go to bed. Yeah. I love it. Anybody else got anything? I mean, if you, if even if you look at the definition of the word worship, it means to declare worth to someone or something. And so if you think about it, we all are worshiping something or someone, whether it be a spouse or a partner, whether it be our phones or whether it be our jobs, we're all worshiping something. And so, like, who better to declare the word than the one that created us, that saved us, that loves us so much? And so, like John said, worship is it just encompassing everything. You know, it's flowing out of everything. So, now I have to do with that. Like, right, right. Yeah, that, you know, whether or not we, some people may not believe this, but your body was created to sing. You know, mm -hmm. God created your DNA and literally the biology of the human being to sing out loud. And there are literally studies that have been done about when you have a group of people together in one room singing the same song together there are literally chemical balances taking place wow. in your yeah. brain and in your body and like all kinds of things so if you take that to the next level of worship where it's like not only are we singing something together but we're singing something that has the power to transform our souls that is we're singing the gospel you know what i mean and then even yeah. outside of the sunday like you're talking about like throughout the week it's like 
whether you like to sing or not, you got to recognize that your body was moved to it, you know, because you were created by a God that demands worship. Hi, I'm Robert Shepard. America has approximately 580,000 homeless people. My area of Virginia estimates 5,783 people living on the streets. A Google search can show the homeless number in your state. You can make a difference. Please send a message that God loves the homeless and has not forgotten them. Go to www.comingsoonjesus.org and click on Fundraising. Purchase the Coming Soon Jesus t-shirt or hoodie. The CSJ team delivers the shirts and hoodies to homeless shelters, churches, and even directly to the homeless. Together, we can make a difference. Together, we can help the homeless. Please go to www.comingsoonjesus.org. Purchase a t-shirt or hoodie for the homeless today. God bless you as you bless the homeless. It's so good because a, a lot of people, you know, make the mistake of treating worship like like it's just just the thing you do that, that's more connected with church than it is with life. Right. I, so uh, the writing, yeah. uh, when you're making songs, that a lot of people, uh, this is kind of a question that, I, that someone asked me one time that I don't know why they thought I was a musician. I, I'm not, but like you said, we create the worship. Uh, when you're writing music, from your perspective, do you write music to God or are you writing music to the people and including them in a worship experience or are you writing music, you know, uh, from your own personal experience? Can you talk to that a little bit about where the music's being aimed at? Yeah, um, I believe that you're writing to God for the people, you know, um, you are encompassing a lot of, um, you know, just the heart's desires, the heart's cries of the people. And obviously you can't really tap into that unless you're walking yourself, you know, uh, each day you're worshiping and, um, you know, you're tapped into just the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, in your life. So, um, yeah, we are definitely, definitely writing to the Lord uh, for the people. And we can also write to the people that are gathering songs, they're different, all a whole bunch of different types of songs. But yeah, there's gathering songs that we do sing to the people to allow them to just get their attention. Yeah, um, you know, just cast their minds on the Lord and His goodness. Um, mm-hmm. Then you also have uh, testimonial uh, songs, which are these are just like songs to the Lord for the people. Right? We're talking yeah. about just what the Lord has done for us, saving us, the the, the source of salvation, like. His sacrifice, the whole nine. So you have that, and then you have songs that are just directly to the Father, just mm-hmm. ascribing worth to Him. Where, where it's just, um, I mean, Jesus, you are good, or um, how great is our God? Like right. these are just songs right. that are just simply displaying and ascribing the worth uh, that you know we owe Him. And um, and what's really really cool about that is that, like, I'm sure we can bring on some of the biggest artists um that have you know uh done amazing things like in the worship um genre but um we can bring them in here and i'm sure that anytime that they try to write a hit it didn't work (laughs) we're not like it's a coldest melodies and chords and we think yo this is going to be a hit (laughs) probably not but it's honestly those other songs 
that come directly from your heart that probably yeah. might be a deep track in your mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like the Lord just kind of gravitates and uses those. Un- so uh, unbelievably true. Yeah. Uh, not, not just in what you just said, but it's also true. The biggest hits after a couple of years go by, mm-hmm. the biggest hits I go. <laughs> It was like five lines in the whole song. Yeah, <laughs> dude, some of the songs. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Good day. My name is Howard Martell. I'm a U.S. Navy veteran and entrepreneur. Um, I honorably served here in the Hampton Roads area since 2007. I retired back in 2012. I've been a business owner of some type of entrepreneur for over 30 plus years. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship. We're also going to talk about how God has blessed me and not only the ministry I have using technology, social media, list building, and, and so much more. So. Uh, first and foremost, of course, give glory to God. Uh, it's an honor to be with the audience today because of the fact that it's crucial in these high inflationary times that we understand the importance of stewardship. With that being said, we'll look into different concepts of stewardship. You know, what does the Bible talk about? What does what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? You know, does it does it mean that you're just gonna get a website and then apply those principles and then expect people to buy your products and services? Just like the gospel, uh, I share my testimony with people. You know, I became a believer in Christ at age 25. Uh, you know, before I got married to my wife, Bonnie, we'll be celebrating our 24th anniversary. So it's a little bit about me and about what I do. But what I do is, is I am driven and purposeful when it comes to kingdom culture. What we talk about that is understanding the concept of your spiritual health and also your physical health when it comes to putting in the right ingredients. And at my company, I'm a wholesale distributor at a company called Genesity. I've been with them for the last two-plus two years, almost three years. And I'm one of the leaders in the country. In the company. Uh, we're global. Uh, it's free to join. Um, uh, and you'll get more details on how to see what we have. But we're going to talk about one of the products that has transformed not only my life, but thousands of other people. It's called Gen Burn. It's a number one thermogenic fat burner. And Howard has it. Uh, you can request a special sample from me by going to Genburn, period, bettermentalfocus.com. And that'll be put on the screen there and stuff. It's, it's crucial that all I'm asking you to do is give me a testimony, good, bad, or ugly. I'm going to give you 10 pills, which is six days to test before you invest one of our incredible products. Let me ask you this. In our high inflationary times, do you have high electric bills? We've got you covered there too. See, Howard has multiple niche markets. I'm like a drop shipper for like Amazon, right? Almost, but I don't use Amazon. I use the power of word of mouth testimonies, and these products work. To date, with that Gen Energy Whole Surge Power Protection Unit made in the Goody USA, I've saved over $5,100. Now, that's incredible stewardship right there. Now, we have a total of 22 products. 21 of those are physical products in different niche markets. We got skincare, we got sleep products, we've got, as I said before, we've got that Gen Burn, we've got Gen Health, we got Wild Crafted Irish Sea Moss also. These products are incredible because of the fact that they've been formulated by my uh, CEO and president, uh, Tim Siebert, and his partner, Randy Thomas. What they did was 
they've been in the industry for about 72 years. And what I've known them for about 15 years myself, personally. And they're out of Waxhaw, North Carolina, which our headquarters are at. So what they did was they came together and they saw after they got retired, they were in a $10 company, right? And I've been part of that company getting commission checks from that too. They retired from that and then they decided to see what was going on in the industry, in the direct selling multi-level marketing industry. And they were very disturbed about what was going on in the history of it, right? So they decided to take their... Uh, distributor caps off and put on their owner caps and that's how Genesity came to be. Now we'll be launching hopefully by before the end of the year a 23rd product and, and from what I'm hearing about this product it'll be good for your heart. And how many people do you know that might have underlying heart conditions and other things too? So being an entrepreneur in these high inflationary times uh, training is provided. Also we want to be able to show people that you can have, still work your business, right? Still work your job. I still do. But I'm taking a small part-time job, right? Part-time business and ramping that up to a full-time income where that allows me to accelerate my retirement from my six-figure career that I've already had already. The fact of it is, is that God has given me a place to be able to be purposeful and show people through my coaching through how to get customers and eyeballs on an offer you don't have to bug your family and friends but what you're doing is you're going to build your list and Howard and our corporate team will show you how to do that but like any other business just like Amazon it took them five years when I was reading because I'm a big believer in education now let me ask you this what is your health worth this is one of the questions I ask people when I go forth and I'm interviewing them or I might be doing a training, right? What's your health worth? Is it worth $3.95 to try our GenBurn product? And see, it gets drop shipped directly from my inventory here in Hampton Roads. It's in the continental United States. So one sample pack per request uh, per family member. And what I'm seeing is that in a short period of time, when I partnered with one of my other mentors, I've got the number one position for this fat-burning program, okay, this pill that you take that's formulated. In closing, how would you like to be able to not only start a home-based business or become a customer and try out our products? We've got a 30-day money-back guarantee on our products, right? If you're a store and you're looking for the best taste in coffee, Howard has CBD coffee and many other. I've got four different flavors. We can sample that too. See, that's the power of entrepreneurship with us, where we have physical products that the Federal Trade Commission loves our business uh, model because of the fact that we have tangible physical products, which means we have a certain amount of customers and a certain amount of distributors that get the products that are using these life-transforming products at a cheaper than the box store prices. You cannot get this at Amazon. You can't get this at Walmart. You can get it at Howard Superstore. If you want further information, you want to know more about the business, you can go to LegacyIncomeTeam.com to find out about the business. Get on my list. You'll get a personal email. And you might get a phone call from me too, but you'll get an invite to one of our numerous webinars that we have. With that being said, take care. God bless. And I'm looking forward to helping each and every one of you become healthier create a transformational wealth, and also taking care of your temple, your body. Take care and God bless.
I'm not afraid to 